takes it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today. Thank you for being part of the Locked On Islanders family, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Lots to discuss on today's show. Good news all across the board for the Islanders. They play one of their most complete games of the year, a solid 4-1 to win over the Ottawa Senators. We'll break down our key takeaways. They also get Ryan Pulak back in the lineup for the first time in nearly 11 weeks. We'll talk about his impact on the team, and we'll preview tonight's game against the Seattle Kraken, the first time the Islanders and Kraken will ever meet in those two franchises' history. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. I'll give you some instant insight and analysis and always great to interact with fans, both during games and really at any time. So please feel free to contact me that way. And uh, just great to talk to everybody. Islanders get a 4-1 to win over the Ottawa Senators. And I'm going to start at the end when it comes to this game. So many times we have seen the Islanders take a one or two goal lead into the third period this year, and they come out in the third period and they have no gas. And they sit back and all of a sudden, either the lead disappears or the lead goes from two goals to one goal and the Islanders are back on their heels, hanging on for dear life. Well, you know what? Tonight or last night, we didn't see that against the Ottawa Senators. Instead, the Islanders were up 3-1 to one after 40 minutes. And in the third period, it was the Islanders who controlled the tempo. It was the Islanders who had the better quality scoring chances throughout most of the third period. And at no time in that third period, really at no time, did you ever feel like the Islanders were in serious danger of being tied or losing that comfortable lead? They added. They ended up adding to the lead. They win the game 4-1. to one, And what we saw in that third period, not only did they keep their foot on the gas and keep on playing their style of hockey, 
But you also had smart defensive hockey. They efficiently got the puck out of the zone, moved it up, and just kept playing their game, and that is what you need to see. And then Adam Pellick, his second of the of the season, midway through that third period to sort of make it a 4-1 game and ice the win for the Islanders. Got to go and point out a couple of more things here. First of all, Ilya Sorokin bounces back. You know, the Islanders, we've seen so many slow starts, and they gave up a goal a minute 56 into the game, fifth straight game, the Islanders gave up the first goal of the game. And you can't have that consistently. You cannot have that. But after that, they really settled down. And by the midway point of the first period, the Islanders started to take it to the Senators and really never, never let up. So that was good. Two assists in this game. For Scott Mayfield, won a beautiful pass from just inside the blue line, cross ice to Matthew Barzal, who had a great angle, and he put the puck home. That was late in the second period, made it 3-1. to one. And then Mayfield also gets an assist on the Pellet goal in the third period. I say this, Scotty Mayfield has been more confident with the puck in the last, let's say, you know, seven or eight games than I've seen him in a long time, and that is a big step forward for Scotty Mayfield. Pleased to see it, and it's uh, really a, a good sign as far as the Islanders are concerned. The other good sign, and this is a big one, Ryan Pulak back in the Islanders lineup, and how good was that to see? Pulak, Skated in the warm-up, they announced he was going to be a game-time decision, and he was good to go. Now, to make room for Pulak, Robin Salo moved from the active roster to the taxi squad, not going down to Bridgeport. I have mixed feelings about this move. I mean, I knew Salo wasn't going to play once Pulak was able to return. Salo has been improving lately. You want to see the kids develop. But uh, to me, the important thing is, I, I think for Salo, if he's not going to play, better off sending him down and letting him play at Bridgeport than not letting him play at all. And because there's a lot of backbacks, I think the Islanders would be wise to mix Salo in and give Andy Green and or Zdeno Chara the occasional day off you know, if all three of those guys played in two out of every three games, that would benefit all three of them. But I don't expect Barry Trotz to do that as long as they, the Islanders feel that they are in contention. But, you know, Ryan pulls the Islanders a little bit more juice offensively. Uh, he has that good shot. And you've got your top two defensemen both in the lineup. Now, look, Pulak only played 15-08. That was the least out of the six defensemen in this game. But he still had three shots on goal, three block shots, and just did a solid job out there. Yeah, he was a minus one. It wasn't his best game. There's certainly some rust on him after not playing for almost 11 weeks. But how good was it to see him out there doing his thing? 
That's something the Islanders needed. And for the first time in a very long time, the Islanders had their the 18 players, the 18 skaters, let's say, that they wanted out on the ice, out on the ice. So that was extremely encouraging. And the Islanders end up with the two points and a solid, solid effort all the way around. Uh, you know, Pajot, Wallstrom, <clears throat> and Parise had some really good opportunities in this game, and Wallstrom ended up with a goal. Quick question, though. Which Islander forward played the most in this game? How many of you guessed Cal Clutterbuck? 16 minutes and 54 seconds of ice time for Clutter. And all of the Islanders' forwards were between 11.34 and 16.54 in ice time. Kyle Palmieri with the lowest number of shifts, least amount of ice time at 11 minutes and 34 seconds. And Palmieri, again, taking one of those silly Kyle Palmieri penalties that we need to stop seeing. Good game for J.G. Pajot in the faceoff circle, 7 out of 10, 8 out of 13 for Brock Nelson. But And, and how about this? Who led the Islanders in hits? You would think if Cal Clutterbuck led them in minutes, he'd be up there in hits. He had four, which was second on the team. Anders Lee, six hits for the New York Islanders. Solid effort there by Lee. And the Islanders come away with the solid 4-1 to one win. It's what this team needed. When we come back, we will preview the game against Seattle tonight, plus... Uh, we have a, a listener question, an email from uh, a Long Island listener, so we'll definitely tackle that. We've also got our Islanders birthday of the day, a player the Islanders traded and probably wish they hadn't. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. It's a new year, and that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, Make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. And Built Bar makes it easy to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll actually want to eat it. Other protein bars can be chalky or waxy or even taste like a chemical spill, but not a Built Bar. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars have just 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, only four net carbs, but they pack 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which will give you 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And there's so many great flavors to choose from. You'll have a hard time picking your favorite. Coconut almond, maybe. A peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream. I love the salted caramel. It's a sweet and salty at the same time. Mint brownie, and many, many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited-time flavors, so check out Built.com often to see what's new. Head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So let's go to the mailbag right now, and uh, this question is from Shlomo on Long Island, and Shlomo writes, My question is, do you think Trot should mostly play Sorokin, or should he also play Varlamov? Another question is, do you think Wallstrom should be on the first line? So, 
First of all, Shlomo, thank you very much for the questions. I, I appreciate that, and thank you for listening. Um, I think, you know, we saw Simeon Varlama uh, sit again, and Ilya Sorokin now played back-to-back games, even though Sorokin struggled a bit in the Islanders' last game on Sunday night. And if Sorokin plays again tonight against Seattle, I think that is a big inc- uh, a big sign that Barry Trotz is going to play the hot goalie a little bit more. And clearly, so far this year, that would be Ilya Sorokin. Now, Varley was injured early in the season, uh, you know, missed the beginning of the year, missed most of training camp, and is really now just starting to find his groove. So, you know, don't give up on Simeon Varlamov just yet. But here's the thing. Because the Islanders have had so many games postponed, you're looking at a situation where there's a lot of back-to-back games left, like last night and tonight, for example. Both goalies are going to be needed. And even if Barry Trotz rides the hot hand, so to speak, you're probably looking at a 60-40 split rather than a 75-25 or you know 70-30 kind of a situation because most of the time in back-to-back situations, you're going to let your backup goalie play one of those two games. Now, the second question, should Oliver Wallstrom be on the first line? I think he deserves a shot. He's had a few, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think the only way we see Oliver Wallstrom getting serious first-line duty is if the Islanders are clearly not going to make the playoffs this year. And then Barry Trotz may say, all right, Wally, go out there and show me what you got. And, you know, you're going to learn by doing, so to speak. But as long as the Islanders feel like they've got a shot at making the playoffs, and right now they still do, although obviously it's not a great shot, um, they are going to stick with the veterans on the top line. Now, where you're going to see Wallstrom get some real scoring opportunities. In addition, first of all, if Pajot uh, and uh, is playing well, uh, you can get some good scoring opportunities on the third line. But more than that, more than that, we always see Wallstrom out there on the power play. And whether he's with the first unit with Barzal and Lee or whether he's with the second unit, out there on the power play is where Wallstrom is going to have a chance to show what he could do with some of the more talented players in this lineup. And I'll take it a step further. It's a two-step process for Oliver Wallstrom in my mind. Step one, he's got to prove what he can do when he doesn't have the puck. Will he be smart defensively, get back, back check, play positional hockey. Number two, will he cut down on the giveaways and foolish plays? And then number three, can he develop chemistry with the top six forwards? If he really starts producing and gets a hot hand, the chances go up that we see more of Oliver Wallstrom on the top line. But more likely, we see it later this season or next season. Does Oliver Wallstrom have the ability? Absolutely. But we know Barry Trotz loves his veterans, and I don't expect we'll see too much 
of Oliver Wallstrom on the top line this year until the Islanders are clearly not going to make the playoffs. All right, tonight, Islanders, Kraken at UBS Arena, 7 o'clock start, last game for the Islanders before the All-Star break. And uh, look, Seattle, they played last night as well. So they are in a back-to-back just like the Islanders are. They lost to Boston by a score of 3-2. to two. Back-to-back 3-2 to two road losses to the Rangers and the Bruins now. And now they have to go and play the Islanders. Uh, look, Seattle is an expansion team. They're struggling. 14-27-4, 32 points in 45 games. They're 24th in the league in goals scored, 28th in goals against. Not outstanding in either facet. The power play is 24th in the league. The penalty kill is 21st. This is a team the Islanders should be able to take advantage of while they're struggling right now. Familiar face that every Islander fan knows, Jordan Eberle. He's second on the team in scoring with 12 goals and 25 points. Jared McCann leads the team with 18 goals and 28 points. Alex Wenberg has 17 assists to lead the team in that category. Now, we did do the line combinations last Friday's show, but I'll do them again because they do update and they do change So the top line right now, Jared McCann with Marcus Johansson on his left, Jordan Eberle on his right. Yanni Gord is the second line center. Callie Yarkrock and Mason Appleton are his wingers. Alexander Wenberg, the third line pivot, Ryan Donato and Eunice Donskoy are his wingers. And then from left to right on the fourth line, Riley Sheehan, Morgan Geeky, and Colin Blackwell. On defense, Mark Giordano and Adam Larson are the top pair followed by Vince Dunn and Jeremy Lousen as the middle pair, and Hayden Flurry and Kale Flurry are the third pair, the goaltenders right now, uh, Chris uh, Drager and Philip Grubauer. On the injured list, William Borgen out with COVID, Jamie Oleksiak is day-to-day, and then on the IR, Brandon Tanev, Jaden Schwartz, and Carson Susie, by the way, listed simply as out. So Islanders with a chance here to uh, get another win against another team that's a little bit down and out and struggling. And now it's up to the Islanders to get the job done tonight. 7 o'clock face-off. And again, I'll be live tweeting during the game. First ever meeting between the Isles and the Kraken. Again, I want to thank Shlomo for sending the uh, email question, and please, everybody, keep those questions coming. When we come back, our Islanders' birthday of the day, a player who the Islanders probably traded away a little too soon. We'll talk about one of his better games and his career on our Islanders' birthday of the day coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game in a couple of weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live, real-time updates of current games. 
Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online. It's where the game starts. Time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Today, February 2nd, is the 47th birthday of former Islanders winger Todd Bertuzzi. The Islanders drafted Bertuzzi in the first round back in 1993, the 23rd overall pick. His last season in juniors with Guelph, 54 goals and 119 points in just 62 games. Now, look, Bertuzzi, 6'3", 229, a power forward if ever there was one. And one thing we know about power forwards, they take a little longer to mature. Same thing with Bertuzzi. He had 18 goals and 39 points as a rookie in 95-96 with the Islanders and then sort of stagnated a little bit offensively. 10 goals, 23 points the following year. 7 goals, 18 points in just 52 games with the Islanders in 97-98. And then he's traded to Vancouver later in that season. And with the Canucks, he develops into a steady 25 to goal scorer, had 36 goals in 2001-2002, and then his best season, 46 goals, 97 points in 2002-2003. After Vancouver, played briefly for Florida and Detroit, Anaheim, Calgary, back to Detroit, uh, where he finished his career in 2013-2014. For Todd Bertuzzi, 1,159 career NHL games, 314 goals, 770 points, 1,478 penalty minutes, add 87 playoff games, 14 goals, 42 points there. And Bertuzzi, you know, often picked up more than 100 penalty minutes in a season. A great power forward in the Islanders traded him just before he started to really mature and get things going. We'll back, look back at one of his better games with the Isles, April 10th, 1996 at the old Igloo in Pittsburgh. The Islanders going with Tommy Soderstrom in goal. Ken Reggett is in goal for Pittsburgh. And it was the Islanders getting on the board first. Chris Luongo, a power play goal with Dmitry Miranov in the box. Travis Green and Kenny Janssen with the assist at 231-1-0 Islanders. Then Sergei Zubov off for hooking. And the Islanders cash in again less than a minute later. In fact, 36 seconds later, Ziggy Palfi is 42nd from Marty McGinnis and Travis Green. 2-0 Islanders. We're only 3.05 into the game. Then our Islanders' birthday of the day, Todd Bertuzzi. Late in the period, he gets his 16th. Pat Conacher, Chris Taylor with the helpers at 18.34. After 20 minutes, Islanders comfortably up by a 3-1 to one score. Kevin Miller got the only goal of the second period for Pittsburgh. Chris Tamer and Mario Lemieux with the assists at 346. 3-1 Isles after two periods. And then it's Brian McCabe, his seventh from Todd Bertuzzi, our Islanders' birthday of the day. And Kenny Janssen at 124. That made it 4-1 Isles. Mario Lemieux, a power play goal, his 67th from Yaramir Yager and Peter Nedved at 234. That gets Pittsburgh to within 4-2, to two, but then Ziggy Palfi, a shorthanded goal, unassisted, his 43rd at 7-18, gives the Islanders a 5-2 to two lead, and then Todd Bertuzzi, our Islanders' birthday of the day, his 17th from McGinnis and Nicholas Anderson at 
Islanders win this one 6-2. And for Bertuzzi, two goals, one assist, a plus three, and three shots on goal. He also did have the game winner, Tommy Soderstrom, 23 saves to earn the win. Islanders out shooting the Pens, 33 to 25 in this one. So uh, again, uh, Todd Bertuzzi, he is 47 years old today, and he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Islanders now really need to win this game tonight and keep on moving up. Again, we know they don't have a lot of margin for error, and when you've got an expansion team coming into your arena off a back-to-back game, you've got to take advantage And we'll see whether they go with uh, Varlamov or Sorokin in goal. It'll be interesting. You know you don't have to worry about, you know, them being tired because both goalies are going to have the next four or five days off. For those of you who are looking for our farm report, we'll have that on tomorrow's show. Uh, Just because we had the post-game analysis and then the preview of this game, I just moved it ahead one day. So we'll have our farm report on tomorrow's show. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NHL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms and I do host the Monday edition and co-host the Friday edition of Locked On NHL. Have a great day everybody. Enjoy the game tonight. Stay safe and of course Let's go Islanders.